Communications Manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. And we are in the middle of a a pretty uh, big week here uh, in terms of libraries and national recognition and stuff. It's National Library Week. Uh, last week's episode, we talked a little bit more about that uh, uh, with our conversation with uh, Denise Stika from Center County Libraries, and you can go back and listen to that episode if you missed it. But it's also National Volunteer Week and National Volunteer Month. Uh, this is National Volunteer Week, and that's what this episode is about. We have so many volunteers here at SCLO that do so much for us, and we are so fortunate for the for the work and their service to the library and so many people who want to come and volunteer at the library and we thought it'd be a great opportunity to, to talk to one of them uh we talked with jan miles she's only been at volunteering at sclo for about a year but she has a long history with sclo she used to go to the original library that was on west college avenue and um and she was retired in uh, 2017 and she's been volunteering at the library for about a year and we also talked with Diane Schmidt, who is the head of technical and volunteer services at SCLO, and she's been held that position for about 10 years. And she puts together this great uh, volunteer brunch that, that will be happening uh, that's it, every year that's in recognition of the, the great volunteers we have at SCLO. So I hope you enjoy my uh, our conversation with uh, Jan and Diane. And if you are at SCLO this week, maybe thank the volunteers if you see them. Uh, and also, I'll, I'll, at the end of this episode, I'll talk a little bit more about National Library Week and some of the ways you g- can get involved in that. But here's my conversation with Diane Schmidt and Jan Miles as we recognize National Volunteer Week. Today we're celebrating National Volunteer Week, and we have uh, Diane Schmidt, and Diane, besides being the head of technical services, you're also head of the volunteer services at SCLO. Can you talk a little bit about um, how many volunteers SCLO has and and what the importance that they bring to the library? Okay. Uh, Currently, we have about 70 volunteers that work at the library year-round. All of our regular library volunteer positions are considered permanent positions so each volunteer will have a set set of duties and a time to come in each week to help us out and then um, in the summer we have probably an additional 30 or 40 uh, volunteers that help us in our children's department and most of those are high school kids who need to get their volunteer service hours in order to graduate, so mm-hmm. we have them to help us out at our busiest time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, our volunteers work in all the departments of the library. Um, some of their main duties would be, you know, opening new boxes of books and uh, helping us prepare them for the shelves. We also have 
many volunteers that help us with shelving materials. The library um, probably circulates close to three quarters of a million items per year. So even though we have staff that that mainly do shelving, we also need the help of our volunteers. So we have probably 10 or 15 volunteers that help us with shelving, and mainly that's in the children's department because those items tend to go out in clusters of 15 or 20 items at a time. Um, we have other volunteers that help us. One of our services that we do are pulling reserves, so you can go online to our catalog and reserve a book that's either on the shelf or checked out. If the book's on the shelf, we have volunteers that go through these lists and pull the books and get them ready for you. Um, and those lists can range anywhere from 25 to 200 items a day. So it's, it's very variable. So having the volunteers help us really helps support the staff in doing that. Is it, yeah, I mean, how do you, can you quantify how, if we, if the library didn't have the volunteer force it has, what it, what it would might mean or what, how, okay. you know. Okay, last year we had approximately 4,500 hours donated to us by volunteers, and we need to keep track of all those hours and report them to the state as part of our state funding that we get. Um, and that would be equivalent to about four full-time employees. So all the volunteers that are helping us out let us let our employees do other things, but it also helps support us by giving us that much workforce. And we're also joined by uh, Jan Miles. And, and Jan, how long have you been a volunteer? I have only been a volunteer for a year. Oh wow! Okay, I so, knew. But you do now in your uh, uh, our correspondence before this. I mean, you have a long history with SCLO. I mean, you wrote about how you used to come when to the, the West College the one. West yeah. College when it was in the yeah. old house on West College. Yeah. I mean, that was my favorite place to go. And I was allowed. I was dropped off on Saturday morning and allowed to spend my morning by myself in the library. It was wonderful. I loved it. And now when I'm down in the children's department and I turn a corner and see a kid flop down with a book in front of him, it makes me feel good. Oh, wow. And what uh, what made you uh, want to, I mean, I guess obviously your love of the library, but is that the main reason you wanted to come volunteer here? You, yes. Yeah. When I was getting ready to retire, um, you might not be aware, but there are a tremendous number of volunteer opportunities in this area. Mm. And as soon as people knew that I was getting ready to retire... I started getting just dozens and dozens of tips from friends saying, well, you know, you could volunteer here or here or here. Mm -hmm. So I stopped and thought about it, and there was just no question that I wanted to make the library my volunteer work. Oh, wow. So. Has community service and that uh, been a big part of your life even before your retire? Like, Not so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when you're working, you, you're pretty tied up right, with yeah. work. And that was one of the things I was looking forward to in retirement, is being able to do something other than my job. Yeah. Yep. So that that really came about well. And what was your job? I, I, I worked for a law firm. Okay. All right. And I, how often are you at the volunteer at the library? I come in once a week mm -hmm. on Thursday afternoon for two hours. And my job is to pull the reserves, pull mm -hmm. the items on the reserve list. 
which could be anywhere from a couple dozen. It's usually more like 50 or 60. <laughs> and I generally work in the children's department just because there's so many items in the children's department. And it's not all books. That's <laughs> when it gets fun. When somebody reserves the gray squirrel puppet, <laughs> and I'm looking at this bin of 50 Puppets, puppets trying oh, to find wow. the gray squirrel. I usually enlist a kid, whoever's over there playing. I say, please help me find the gray squirrel puppet. And then once I find all this material, I process it out, and an email goes out to whoever requested it that their item's ready, and I take them out and put them on the reserve shelf. And it's very satisfying. I mean, I feel like this particular thing is going to the person who requested it, and it's very nice. Yeah. Good feeling. Yeah. Um, do you still? I mean, you you touched on a little bit just seeing, especially children in the children's department. What kind of feelings do you have now coming to this library? You know, when compared to maybe when you were this younger? this library was a resource for me when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and then to my kids, and then to my grandkids. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be sure that it continues to be here. I want all of those things to be available for the next generation and the next after that and the next after that. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Oh, that's great. Do, and do you still uh, check out a lot of books? And, um... I don't check out a lot. <laughs> yeah. My problem is I, I don't like to be on a time constraint. Right. When I check a book out of the library, I get very tense and say, must read this book, must read this book, because I knew it's due back on a certain day. Yeah. So actually, I don't check out a great number of mm. books. I check out a few. I check mm. out films. I check out other kinds of, kinds of media. Mostly when I come to the library, I just browse and relax. Wow, that's nice. Um, and I, since it's National Volunteer Week and, and SCO does a brunch, how important is it to let volunteers like Jan know that you know, their, their service is really appreciative about what they do for, for SCLO. Well, I think um, SCLO has always had a very strong bond with volunteers. I mean, the first SCLO library was founded by volunteers of State College, and it started by them going out and collecting books from residents to start a library because they wanted their own public library. So, I mean... The history of volunteers in SCLO goes back to its roots and the fact that the volunteers then allowed staff to come in and into their library and help helped it grow, I think that's very important. Um, I think as um, nowadays, as people get busy, busy with all of their life, life can sometimes really just get you so hurried and it happens more often with our younger volunteers than the older volunteers that are retired but I think it's really important to let them know that we appreciate them sharing their time with us and just how invaluable that time is to the library you know I try to stress that you know that you know, without their help, we would not be able to offer half of the services that we offer because they do a lot of the grunt work, so be it, that the staff then has time to plan programs or new or try new things. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it is very important that we we appreciate the volunteers. And for the most part, our volunteers that start here at the library, we have some very long-term volunteers most of our volunteers don't quit. They either move away, which in this area that happens a lot, or they just simply cannot physically do the job anymore. But we still try to include them 
for their years of service and stuff um, in the past. So, I mean, we try to make it very open and, you know, obviously take their ideas and just make it a very positive work experience Mm -hmm. for them because they are workers whether they get paid or not. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that impressed me so much. From the time I I first started volunteering when I didn't really know what I was doing yet, everyone says thank you. They say thank you, Jan, when I'm leaving. Thank you for helping. And that means so much. I mean, it's a little thing, and I'm sure you've trained your staff to do that, but it really means something. I've come in and spent my afternoon trying to help them. Just have somebody say thank you means mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, I was going to ask that the relationship between with you and, and the staff, and, and how that how you intermingle, or, or the correspondence that you have with the people who work here. I mean, I guess it sounds like oh, it's they're a pot, all very yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah, I I have to go to the staff for help on different things, and everyone's very patient and very helpful. That's right. And are you, Diane? Are you always? Looking for volunteers, or is there a set? I don't know how, because it, it seems like Janice it would, complains j- because I was on the waiting list for. Oh months. wow! Yeah, See, right. it does yeah. seem like this is a popular yes. place for people yeah. to volunteer. I, I applied and there were no openings, so I kept telling Diane, "You call me, you call me." As <laughs> comes up. Yeah. We are, we actually are extremely fortunate that we do have quite a few. Um, applicants that want to volunteer at the library and many things go into trying to place a volunteer and an opening we have and like I said our volunteers tend not to leave unless for some reason they're forced to leave like they're moving Um, so the openings come not as often as we'd like you know sometimes we have new opportunities and that gives me a chance to place a lot more volunteers but I do have a waiting list and I do try to maintain contact with those people on there telling them like you know we do have a waiting list be patient with us you know we'll get you in here as soon as we can but but things go into it you know as far as when they're available and when what their skill set is and what we have available Mm -hmm. so it becomes this whole matching game Mm -hmm. sort of of trying to you know just match up the best person for the job Mm -hmm. you know some of our jobs we have here are extremely physical where you know you're crawling around on floors trying to find books or you're you know bending down and then reaching up and and not everybody can do that so then you know there's different skills that are needed for different jobs at the library have you noticed uh, the increase in interest? As State College has seemed to become this popular place to retire. Have you noticed more applications coming your your way? Or? Um, they come yeah. they come in waves, yeah. definitely. Um, and it and most of the volunteers we get do come through word of mouth. So mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody new moves into a particular area, if they have a particular neighborhood, or a retirement community or something, you know, then people's be like, hey, you know, get on get on the waiting list to volunteer mm-hmm. here or there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, we do have that, and obviously we're very fortunate because we have a lot of, we have a lot more of a pool mm-hmm. of volunteers to pull from than some other areas, maybe in smaller communities that don't have, don't have as many people moving there mm-hmm. as they retire. Plus, I believe we also have, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of the young retired mm-hmm. individuals, which um, makes them able to help us 
with their skill set and what they've done. You know, we have some that were librarians that retired that we can, you know, be like, okay, well, you don't need to pull books, but you might, you know, we can give them a higher set of skills based on what they did or if they retire early, they can do more of the physical things than some older individuals. We have to find them more. Or they may not have computer skills as much as some of the younger people. (laughs) Jan, do you see yourself uh, volunteering here for a long time? Oh, I do. Yeah, Yeah. I mean that—that was my intention. This is this is one of my retirement jobs. Yeah, that's good. Do do you do other volunteer? uh, I don't do other volunteer work, but I do some part-time jobs. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, um, as we wrap up, I'd like to ask people who come on here, like if about a book or books that maybe have impacted their lives or that they love or whatever. So um, I don't know. <laughs> Jane will let you go first. Is there something that um, impacted well, you? <laughs> I always, I remember vividly the first two grown-up books that I read. I was probably about nine or ten years old. And I read Walter Lord's A Night to Remember, the story of the Titanic. And it made such an impression on me. I still have the little paperback book. It's treasured. It's on my bookshelf. And I loved Betty Smith's A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. I was just enchanted by that book. And I identified so much with her character, Francie, stopping on a stoop to read the book on her way home from the library. Again, I have that book, and I read it over and over and over. But those were my first grown-up books from when I was a kid. That's great. How about you, Diane? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I have many books that I love, um, but for some reason I get stuck in children's Mm. books, probably because I did spend a lot of my time as a child at the library. Um, so I would say the book that totally impacted me most was called a book um, was called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Mm-hmm. And it's it's about the Holocaust, which is not a happy story, but it's a very touching story that just sort of ripped my heart apart when I read it. And it's just one that just stays with me. And I'm, and now I sort of got stuck in that whole genre of World War II mm-hmm. that I can't sort of get out of this historic fiction from World War II. So. Oh, wow. Wow, that's great. Well, thank you both for uh, joining us. And thank you, Jan, for your volunteer service here. And, uh, it's my pleasure, <laughs> truly. And, and to all the volunteers, yes, we obviously Chloe couldn't do, couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you so much. Volunteers at Splow, you provide so much help to our to staff at the library. Uh, we can do what we do without you. So thank you again for all our volunteers at Splow. And National Library Week, as I mentioned earlier, it, it's it, it's this year's theme is libraries equal strong communities. And uh, one thing we're asking, if you are coming to the library this week, we have a couple postcards on the patron services desk and in the library. Uh, one is, I need Sklo Library because, and one is, I love Sklo Library because. If you have a few minutes, just fill those out, out, or one of them, or both of them, about how you use the library, what you use it for, and uh, some of the other services that you, you, you take advantage of. It's great. 
resource for us to be able to collect those, read those, and see you know where we are being able to serve the community and help build a strong community. And while this is National Library Week where we're celebrating libraries and librarians, it's also just another time to thank you for your support of the library, whether you support it as, just as a patron where you come in, uh, take materials, come bring your kids to the children's department, use our free computers, free Wi-Fi, use our 3D printing, come to one of our many events, whether you volunteer your time uh, or whether you donate money, thank you. We couldn't do anything uh, at the library without you. So thank you so much as we together celebrate National Library Week and together are building a strong community here in the center region. And we have some great things coming up that uh, this summer and fall that we'll be talking more about. So thank you for all your support. Some other things happening at SCLO, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, Research Unplugged is continuing. On Thursday, April 11th, Dr. Elian Bombs will talk how corals may survive climate change. And then on April 18th, Dr. John Gastel will be talking Disrupting Democracy, How to Redesign Online Life to Strengthen Democratic Governments. So those are the next two researched unplugs. 12.30 p.m. each Thursday in April in our community room, free refreshments, great conversation. On Friday, April 12th, uh, we're hoping to open up our reader garden for the first time this season, weather permitting. Uh, obviously, if it's, the weather isn't good on Friday, April 12th, the garden is going to be opening soon. So we're getting ready for that. It's a little, great little oasis to take advantage of, uh, get away from the hustle and bustle for a little bit of downtown State College. Of course, there's going to be a lot of hustle and bustle this coming weekend with Blue White Weekend. Uh, so hopefully the garden can uh, can be open and you can take a few minutes, sit on a bench, read a book, just enjoy a little quiet time in downtown State College. Uh, our children's department is bringing in the bringing back the Penn, Sp- Penn State Thespians for uh, three performances of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, they'll be there s- uh, Saturday, April 13th, uh, for performances at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And then Sunday, April 14th at 2.30 p.m. And all the performances are in our community room. And April Book Club is continuing for kids ages 0 to to 12. You can still register, uh, set your goals, and get a chance to win a prize book and be entered in to win the grand prize, which is a wooden castle. So that's the April Book Club. And, of course, all our events are on our website, sclolibrary.org, our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, of course, a podcast. And, again, thank you to Diane Schmidt and Jan Miles for joining us this week for National Volunteer Week. And uh, we'll have, uh, some, we have some great episodes coming up. But until next time, we hope to see you at Slow Library.